Good evening, friends, and worship as beloved of God. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm. Our Wednesday evening Lenten services have the theme, Seeking a Living Faith in a Troubled World, Remembering Who We Are. And tonight we remember we are broken, and Jesus is a friend of broken. As members of the body of Christ, we are beloved, chosen, blessed, broken and given for the healing of our community, our country, and our world. During Lent, we remember we were joined to Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection and holy baptism. Let us prepare our hearts for worship, centering our hearts in God. God's word that we hear this evening, first reading from 2 Corinthians. But we have this treasure in clay jars so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. For while we live, we are always being given up to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be made visible in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Our Gospel reading from John, the 12th chapter. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks, they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, and Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it. And those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant will honor. But we have this treasure in clay jars, earthen vessels, so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. These words of the Apostle Paul in his letter to the church at Corinth speak to us, especially in our brokenness. All of myself is fragile. All of yourself is fragile. And the circumstances of life will reveal to us the fragile nature of our lives in one way or another. In such times, it is easy to forget who we are. Loved by God, chosen by God, blessed by God. But Paul rallies us as God's people not to forget, not to give in to the pressure of circumstances. The reality is we are like clay jars. The fragile nature of a clay jar means that it breaks easily. But the Apostle Paul writes of an anecdote. 
and that anecdote to such fragility is Jesus Christ, always carrying in our bodies the death of Jesus, so the life of Jesus may be made visible in our bodies. The treasure we carry in our fragile clay jar, earthen vessel bodies is the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have been baptized into Jesus Christ, joined to Jesus. In the midst of life's crushing realities, Paul encourages the people of Corinth and us so that when the circumstances of life in this world cut or break us, we recognize who we are and whose we are, that we might grow spiritually. Ellen Cherry calls it growing into the wisdom of God. I come from a tradition, Ellen Cherry writes, that says we need to grow all our life long in order to treasure the wisdom of God. My, my tradition recognizes that we are capable of learning different things at different ages. A seven-month-old cannot learn to walk, but a 12-month-old can. A 12-month-old cannot be toilet trained, but a 36-month-old can. My tradition says that we are not able to learn the wisdom of God until this comforts me, although I have passed the deadline. It tells me that partaking of the wisdom of God for which I long does not come easily. I must be prepared for it. Spiritual maturity takes a long time. One of the things that births spiritual maturity is, or at least it ought to be, suffering. Everyone in eventually encounters suffering. Perhaps 40 years old was picked as the age, of wis age for wisdom by my tradition because by then it is likely that we have encountered some impediment, some stumbling, some failure, some illness, some loss, or some crisis that slows us down enough to recognize that we need more than we have. Isn't this what Jesus was saying when he taught those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life? To hate your life, as biblical teacher Raymond Brown points out in the Gospel according to John, to hate your life is to prefer it below something else. We are called beyond ourselves to a higher love, the love of God. Without that, we will surely misplace our love. In confirmation tonight, we talked about the first commandment, you shall have no other gods before me. We are to fear and love and trust God above anyone or anything else. That's what Martin Luther said in summary of that commandment. Now, we can do life without God and act like we are autonomous and that we, if we just try harder, get stronger personally, that that will take care of the fragility. Now, there is something good about self-confidence, about self-assurance, but there's a limit to what we can do ourselves. Jesus is inviting us not to be afraid, not to be afraid to die to ourselves so that we might grow 
Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Of course, any one of us can go on pretending that we are the exception, that we are stronger where others are fragile. And God will allow us such rebellion if that is what we choose. But the prophet Isaiah reminds us that this can lead to a stiff-necked posture. And it will break us like a potter's vessel that can never be mended. You can find that in Jeremiah chapter 19. Apostle Paul pleads with, us, pleads with us not to give in in this way. We have this treasure in earthen vessels to show the transcendent power belongs to God and does not come from us. We need not fear dying to ourselves, having our self-sufficiency broken. One of the things we do at the end of every confirmation small group session is have prayer. And the confirmation students offer the prayer concerns and so I said tonight, as we talked about fearing, loving, and trusting God, that one of the ways we show our trust in God is by praying. We entrust to God all those areas of life that we have concern about and those people in our lives that we are concerned for. We entrust all of it to God. We need not fear dying to ourselves, having our self-sufficiency broken. It may work like this, as one pastor describes, when tragedy struck at a, a family, the only help available was this student pastor, an intern, who was still studying in seminary, and this young man was not really sure what he believed. He was very bright, very smart excelled in his understanding of philosophy and theology and the, the languages of the Bible to the level that most of his classmates could not measure up because of his, his superior academic achievement. Anyway, this, this student pastor responded to a family in distress. It was late at night. He went to try to comfort, to comfort them just after the tragic loss of their 12-year-old son. And the student pastor said as he reflected back on that visit, I found I had nothing to say. I just sat there in silence. And finally, after an uncomfortable stretch, I suggested we read from the Bible, and they agreed. And so we read. I read the Psalms, all 150 Psalms. And I think we all noticed it, the peace, the presence of God. We were then able to talk, to begin to know comfort, hope. The student pastor summarized this experience. God had to remake me by his own crucifixion and resurrection message before I could even hear him speak. But we have this treasure in clay jars, earthen vessels, so it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God. 
It does not come from us. Let us pray. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with your free spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.